Let's swap that around. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real with Dr. Linda Chen. I am the sidekick on the side over there, Audrey Bell Kearney, along with Dr. Chen. Good afternoon, Dr. Chen. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you, Audrey? Dr. Chen, I was rushing. I was rushing, Dr. Chen. I was at a tech summit, and I, you know, because I have these, I wear all these hats, so I was yes. there as media, and I had to kind of cover the event and ask a bunch of questions, but it was great. But I got here in time. I was like, I got to get there in time. I was freaking out, though. I was freaking out. I ain't going to even front. How are you today? I'm well. You're doing okay? You calm? You settle down now? I am. Okay. I'm trying to get there. I literally, I still got on my sweat. I j literally just jumped in the seat, but I'm okay. I'm all right. I, I'm okay. Okay. I need you to be all right. So, interesting topic today. How to forgive when you can't forget. Oh, we. Um, yeah. You know, there's a saying that I say, um, I always say this on my show. I always say, be careful what you say out of your mouth, because once it's out your mouth, you can't take mm -hmm. it back. And even though mm -hmm. you may say, you know, I forgive you, that person may say, I forgive you a million times in the back of their mind is still sitting back there somewhere. So I'm glad mm -hmm. you're going to be talking about this today, because I feel like that's a real interesting topic, because I think a lot of people, they hold on to stuff and they don't even realize they're holding on to that stuff. So go right ahead. That's right. yours. That's right. That's right. I didn't. Um, and thank you so much for this. I'm excited um, about this because I had my father passed in 1985 and my husband and I um, did some kind of he enrolled us for some kind of marriage enrichment course years ago. It was about maybe 15 years ago or maybe 10. But anyway, um, during that I realized that I had not forgiven my father. He had, at that time, he had been dead for 15 years, I think it was. And I realized I had been holding on to something um, against someone who wasn't even alive anymore. And that's what made me know how important um, forgiveness is. And it's, it's not about um, necessarily reconciling with somebody. You don't have to reconcile with somebody in order to forgive them. The, the literal meaning biblically is to lose something. It means to release it and to let it go. And I'm constantly reminded, and I think you and I were in a forum on some other platform where I was talking about um, Tyler Perry's movie, I Know I've Been Changed. And the story behind it was it was about unforgiveness because of the abuse he suffered as a child and he just could not forgive. Now the play, he put all his money into it. It went forth so many times, but it didn't do anything. And it wasn't until, this is this is very short version. It wasn't until he forgave his father, he said, and then he got free. And it was that when it, that play took off and we know who he is, he's a billionaire now. But that unforgiveness led to a flow of things coming into his life. He's able to help so, so many people as a result in so many different ways. But the point I want to say about that is this. The title of the, the, the play is, I Know I've Been Changed. See, because someone did something, uh, they may never change. They may still be a liar. They may still thieve. They may still be a rapist. They may still be a pedophile. Look, they may still do whatever, a robber. They may still be that, but you have been changed. I've been changed. And that's why it's important to forgive what you can't forget. Right? So, yeah. Yep. if someone. I, I was just going to say, 
um, um, I was just gonna say this real quick. There was a, I had a friend and she was an author. She had written this great book, it was about children. And her uncle was a millionaire. He was a millionaire. And she was trying to raise money to get her book done. And I remember she had a fundraiser. And I remember we were at this local, we were at this church and she's a minister and she was trying, I think she needed to raise four or $5,000. Now remember, he's a millionaire, he's her mother's brother and had a lot of money. Her cousins were millionaires, everybody had money. And he gave her $100. And I, I want to say she only had to raise like four or five thousand, and she he gave her a hundred dollars, and she was hurt. And I remember, you know, I remember her saying, "I can't believe Uncle Uncle So and So only gave me one hundred dollars, right?" So then, fast forward, probably about probably about five years later, it was my turn, right? Mm-hmm. I was at invented this doll. I tried to get my family and friends to purchase the doll. It was fifty nine dollars. Pre ordered the doll so I can get the doll made. In Hong Kong, yes. people would not do it, Doctor Chen. And I got to tell you, for a year, I walked around angry and mad, and I was just, I just, I was just. And I said to her, I went back to her, and I said, "Hey, I said, how did you get past the point where you forgave your uncle for not helping you?" She said, "I realized if I did not forgive him, I was blocking my blessings." That's as true as true as it can be. There can't. That is such a truth. So you're not only blocking your blessings, you are blocking um, things that can be released in your mind. You're blocking your creativity. You are messing with your emotional health. You're messing with your peace, your joy, and all of that. When you hold on to unforgiveness, it's like letting, listen, okay, I'm going to put it like this. It's like letting someone live in your head rent-free. They're not paying any rent. They've forgotten about you and they're just hanging out in your head and you're the one who's paying all the rent money. You're the one who's paying the electricity. You're playing for the pump. You're the one who can't sleep at night. You're the one who's mad every time it comes up over and over again. And what it does is if someone cut your arm off, you're not going to forget it. If every time you look down there and you got a prosthetic, right? Or you have no arm, there's no way you can forget it. But that doesn't mean you cannot forgive. And what I tell most people, even for me, so my experience with forgiveness has been, I know this is how I tell God, I'm straight up honest with God. I I tell him I'm mad as hell. And yes, that's what I say sometimes, God, I'm angry. God knows. I mean, you know, I don't play with, we keep it real. I'm mad as Hornet. You could say I'm mad as Hades. I'm mad as Sheol. If that makes people feel better, um, but I say, and I tell God, and I said, now, God, I have forgiven as much as I can. Would you please take me the rest of the way? Get help. Mm. Take me the rest of the way. And he'll do it. You know, the old, old folks used to say, you take one step, God will take two. That's not scripture. What scripture says, if you draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh unto you. And it is a command because what we don't realize, see, forgiveness is easy to receive. We love it. We love to be forgiven. We're not so we're not so hot when it comes to giving it to somebody because we don't feel like our offenses and our egregiences may not be as bad as somebody else's. Right? It may it may not be mm-hmm. as bad as someone who did something to me. And if you compare, you know, if, if maybe you took something off somebody's desk to someone robbing you uh, at gunpoint, no, emotionally they don't compare. They do not compare, but it is still a 
fact that I've got the hiccup. We still have to learn how to let it go. It is for our, it is for my benefit. It is for my sake. It is for my conscience. And again, we have to realize this is not about reconciling with somebody. You don't have to be my friend and I don't have to be yours. Right. And so I had someone ask me, what if they're not sorry? I don't care if they're sorry or not. I, I don't care. That's between them and God. What I care about mm -hmm. is I want to be able to lay down at night and I have released you. I have let you go. Another way where people don't understand, you've got people who have filed for chapter 11, chapter 13, whatever all the most chapters are, where they have been forgiven of debt, college uh, 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 student loans, household mortgages, and their slate has been wiped clean. They don't understand that's forgiveness. That's forgiveness mm -hmm. when someone wipes the slate clean. So if they're not sorry, you know, that's that's not your issue. If they won't change, that's not your issue. Well, what if, what if I can't forgive? Again, you ask God, at least make a decision because forgiveness is not a feeling. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a feeling, you know, okay, well, you know, I, I forgive you because I just want us to have peace and I just, I just want everything to be okay. Lie, lie, pants on fire. It is a choice. It is a decision. It is a made up mind. But just because we make up our minds to do something doesn't mean it's always doable on our own, right? If, if I've made up my mind, I'm going to this house and I don't have all the money, I'm going to have to go to the bank so they can help me. I can't do it on my own. I've made up my mind, this is the house. I made up my mind, this is where I'm going to live, but I need you to help me to get there. Mm -hmm. I need you to help me so I can move into that place. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I... Um I do. And I, I want to say this. Um, sometimes you could project your unforgiveness on other people. And I give you a prime example. So my dad, my dad and mom got divorced when I was 10 and he married the woman that he was having an affair with. He married her and they had a son. So I have a, I have a baby brother and I have, well, I have two baby brothers. I'm the oldest. So my, my, my the brother that's next to me, we share the same mom and dad. And then the baby brother, he shares um, he, we share a dad. So my dad had passed away and my baby brother came to live with me. And he said to me one day, we was having a conversation and I guess we were arguing. I don't remember if we were arguing or not, but what he said to me was stop blaming me for what daddy did. And I was like, I was like, wow. And he was, he wasn't born when all that stuff happened. We, we 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 have a big age gap between us. He said, "Stop blaming me for what Daddy did." And I here I am thinking I was over what Daddy did, but apparently I was not, and I was projecting that onto him. And he said to me, "Stop blaming me for what Daddy did." So sometimes we may have thought we have forgiven, but have we really forgiven? And how do you really forgive? You, you listen. It's a choice, and you have to have help. It is a matter of the heart, and the thing is. Maybe you had forgiven your father, but now here you are looking at the evidence every day, right? Because your brother mm. was the evidence of what your father had done. And you got to look at this every day and you got to decide, do I want to have peace in my mind? Do I want to have peace? And what a lot of people don't understand is what your mind is the master power of your soul. The soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. The master power is the mind. 
That's the one that controls everything else. And so, so oftentimes sickness, back pain, hypertension, um, all of those things sometimes are a result of unforgiveness because we are so tensed up and we are staunch and we've got our heels dug in and we just decided I'm just not going to forgive and I don't care. And and I, I talk to people almost every day who are in that mindset and all I ask them could do. So how's that working out for you? And, 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 and I ask this question, what could possibly happen if you forgave? What are the possibilities? And so some people, well, because then they, then they went free, then they're not guilty of what they did. That's not true. They'll always be guilty of what they did. They did what they did. But the fact of the matter is we want to be healthy. And when you have the end goal in mind, I, I understand as a writer, um, I understand um, even architects, um, engineers, if you ask an architect to build me a building, the first question they're going to ask is, what are you going to do with it? See, they want to know the end goal. They're not going to build a hospital the same way they're going to build a school. They're not going to build a school the same way they're going to build your house. So they want to know what is it going to be used for? What's the end goal? So when you think about forgiveness, what is the end goal? I just want peace. I just, I just want peace. I want my joy back. And oftentimes you said it when you started out. We started out and you said, you, you have to tell people to be careful what comes out of your mouth. Um, and oftentimes what we do is we relate something that happened like this. Well, after my divorce, thus and thus and thus, thus happened. Well, before my accident, this and this and this and this and this happened. So you know you're still remembering it because you're making it a mark of time in what happened to you. But to forgive the person who ran into your car, to forgive the person um, who shot your child, to forgive the person who, who did whatever they did to you, is you got to see the end goal in mind. Ask yourself with them, what's in it for me? What's it? At the end of the day, that's all we want anyway. No matter what it reminds, what it's about, if you go marry somebody, look, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> the, the story about... Yep. Uh, David marrying my cow, you know, and he, you know, Saul said the man who, who does this, uh, will don't want to have to pay taxes and, and you can have marry my daughter. David asked what is in it for me? Peace is in it for you. Joy, health, emotional well-being. You can go on with your life. You can go on with your, your creative juices will flow again. And the thing about it is everybody, if you owe somebody something, and you, I remember we paid off our first home. We could not wait to get that deed. And we, it paid in full. I stamped that thing myself. Look, paid in full. Wow. Done. Forgiveness is for me. It's for the person who does the forgiving, not for the other person. Um, and I thought about all of these different, all of these different things that where forgiveness keeps us. It's like being in jail. Um, where scripture says in Matthew, he says in Matthew 18, it talks about forgiving and releasing offenses. And, and the scripture says that if you won't forgive others, neither will God in heaven forgive you. That's, that's just the truth. We want forgiveness, but we don't want to give it. We don't want to give it. You know, this is, I was talking to a young lady recently, right before the big lottery. Like I'm, I'm, I suck at playing the lottery, so I don't play 
Um, but they played. They played the lottery because I forget where the tickets at, so I don't even bother wasting my money because half the time I probably don't want the lottery and threw the ticket in the garbage. Um, but this young woman, the I think that at that time it was like one point nine billion dollars, right? And she was saying how you know she only had five people that she would do something for. I said, so she said, how much money would I get out of that? I said, you're probably going to get like 1.1, 1.2 million. I said, the government is going to get their half. So you're going to get like 1.2, maybe, maybe 1.2. She's like, yeah, I got five people that I'm going to give some money to. I said, five? She's like, yeah, five. And I'm thinking, so now I know, as I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like calculating the people that I know that, that she should give something to. And I'm calculating them in my head. And I'm like, that comes to way more than five. She's like, yeah, it's only five. And, and so right then, Dr. Chen, I left it alone. I was like, oh, okay. And then she looked at me because she wanted me to respond some more. And I was like, nope. And I said, I can't tell people how to spend their money, you know, but I know that was her speaking from a way, from a, from a point of pain and unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so what do you tell that person who, you know, they, they're doing all these things, they're praying and meditating, they're journaling and manifesting and nothing is happening because in my mind nothing is happening for a reason and that could be the very reason why nothing is happening what do you say to that person manage it one thought at a time that's how, how that's how you forgive listen you got to manage one thought of it at, at a time uh one uh, egregious offense at a time you got to be a manager my my, my mother-in-law used to say when it came to managing household funds she would tell michael and i when we first got married listen you have to be a manager you have to manage one thought at a time because they will come and they will bombard you and there will be an onslaught of thoughts. Um, when, when, when the spirit carried Jesus up and he was tempted 40, fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was tempted every, every moment by the enemy. Do this and do that and I'll give you this and I'll show you one thought at a time. And when the enemy said something, Jesus will give him the word. When the thought comes, you cast it down. You replace it with something else. She's she's got to manage and we have to learn how to manage these thoughts because unforgiveness, that's where it comes in. It comes in the mind where we start remembering, we start recounting, we start revisiting, we even visualize what's happened all over again. And we have the authority to bring that thought down, to take it captive and to replace it with something else. Not to make something that is not, not to make up something that's real, but to manage it. You cast it down and you replace it with something else. You replace it with something else. If you have a mental and cycle, I'm telling you, they're like squatters. My husband and I had a tenant in a condo and they were living with the tenant and the tenant died. And we ended up having to call, you know, I, I think I sent this before. We ended up having to get a lawyer to get the tenant out because they were living there illegally. That's what unforgiveness is. You got a squatter living in your head. So in order to help have her manage one thought at a time, you can ask somebody, why don't you forgive? Why won't you? That's the question. Why won't you forgive? That's the question. Yep. And for the most part, it's because they don't want to because they really feel like they're punishing the person if they don't forgive the person. That's that's a lie. Mm, it's not yeah. true. Yeah. You're not punishing. They feel like they're punishing that person. That why yeah because they don't even know you're mad at them they don't even know that that you're holding this grudge against them holding all, all against them so you're holding something against somebody and they don't even know it and they feel like they're punching did. and they ask god for forgiveness 
God has forgiven them, but who, you're whole, you who are less than God, lower than God, are holding it against them. So you've made yourself a God. Mm. Mm. Made mm. yourself a God, right? So, and, and another reason is, is you can ask, do you realize that your unforgiveness is controlling your behavior? No, you know, I know people, no, it's not. Look at your reaction. Your responses tell the truth. Forgiveness is controlling. It is bondage, right? It 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 is. Um, and this is the thing about un. Uh, that's what unforgiveness is. Now, this is what I call forgiveness. And and every time a thought comes up, I call forgiveness a weapon. I call it my pair of scissors. I call it my machete. I call it my sword. So that when the thought comes up again, I take my machete, I take my scissors, and I cut it off from my thoughts and I move on to something else. Forgiveness is a weapon. Use your weapon. Use it. Mm. There will be triggers. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. I it's like that. Weapon. Yeah. There are things that will trigger. And, and that's probably why your little brother said what he did. There were probably responses or facial expressions or body languages that he would notice from time to time that you were unaware of because something triggered that in you, that emotion in you. Yeah. And that you probably projected onto him, right? Oftentimes people deal with this in marriages and don't even realize that it's unforgiveness for something. And so you pull that trigger, take your scissors, take your machete, take your sword and cut that thing off, cut it off. Forgiveness is your weapon. It is your peace. It is your joy. It is evicting a squatter, right, from the condominium or the home in your head, in your heart, and in your soul. You want peace. We've got to learn how to live in peace. Look at the end goal. Yeah, and I, I and I think about in, in in my mind when she was talking about the money, and I said to myself, that is probably why you don't have the money, because in your mind. In my mind, why would God give you so much for you not to share with, with five people? That, that is a lot of money. And I'm not saying you have to, but the people that the people that she actually cut off, in my mind, you should because they have they may not have been there the way you wanted them to be there in your life, but they were there. They were there when you needed them. So in my mind, I'm thinking it's I didn't get into it, Dr. Jen, because you know, some people get annoyed. They want to get mad at you when you start talking like that. And I was like, I'm not getting into it. I'm just going to leave it right there. That's your choice. Do what you yes. want to do. But I just feel like that's going to be your hold back. So yes. I know that there are people who are probably looking at and listening to you right now. And they, they hear a little bit about what you're saying about them, you know, because it's, it's kind of hard not to. Because even when you think, like me, I thought I had forgiven my dad. I'm, I'm thinking, oh yeah. When I got married, came to the wedding. I hadn't seen him since I was like 18. So he walked me down. I was 33 years old when I got married. So I'm thinking we're good. And here comes my brother, like, like later, and I'm, he's, I'm projecting on him. So I, obviously, I had not gotten over what that was bothering me with my dad. So, you know, all of that stuff is so powerful, though. You know how and how it changed our lives. It does. It changes your life. It changes relationships too. And, and, and I tell people, mm -hmm. if, 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 if I called you a thief, you would probably say, no, I'm not, you lying. No, but if you don't forgive, you're an outright thief. You're mm -hmm. an outright thief. You are robbing yourself 
of joy, a life of joy and peace and healthy relationship. You're just a thief and a robber. And, and you, when you see things in a different perspective, because forgiveness and unforgiveness really takes a different perspective. It is a change of mind. You're actually turning in another direction in order to move forward. And it's almost like stepping over a stone, right? A stone of offense um, in order to move on to something else. And you may have to climb up. It may be a rock. It may be a boulder. But if you're determined to go higher, right, to move forward, you got to figure a way around that boulder. And, and, I, and I tell people, sometimes we wear a crown, right, of offense. We wear it around like a crown called, with, full of stones of offense right look like like they're diamonds and rubies and emeralds right and it's just nothing but a bunch of stones of offense of offense that we wear like a crown proud of it because we're the queen of unforgiveness oh yeah i you know nope i'll never talk to this person they ain't got to worry about me anymore that that is so one ungodly it is so unhealthy and it makes you an outright thief robbing yourself you're not hurting anybody mm. but yourself. Yeah. And it does require yeah. cooperation. It requires assistance. I'm going to say it again. God, I've been, I have forgiven. And I think that's where people get stuck. They think they can do it all on their own. And so when they get back to this place and they find that they have it like you did and like I did with my father, I thought I thought I had really forgiven him and something triggered it. And I said, you have got to be kidding that you are holding unforgiveness against a dead man. That is the stupidest thing. This is what this conversation I'm having myself now. That's the stupidest mm -hmm. thing I have ever heard. And at that yeah. point, I was able to let it go because I realized it was hindering some things in my marriage. Mm. Wow. Yeah, we project wow. those things. Like some yeah. people can't really receive God as a father because we tend to translate our uh, what happened, our emotions onto how we related and bonded or didn't with our natural father, earthly fathers. And so that's the relationship or lack thereof that we have with God. But he's a forgiving God. Every day, God, we have brand new mercies every day, scripture tells us. Every day we're loaded with benefits, every single day. And no one can say that they're not forgiven of something, you know, all their lives. We're forgiven, we're forgiven. Justified. Yeah. Whew. That's, that's powerful. I think, I think for some people, um, they do all these rituals and they do all these things and I, I, I I listened to this woman um, about, about a couple of weeks ago. She was saying how she got up every morning and she exercised and she had been doing it her whole life and she ate right and she did yoga and she went running and she got cancer. And she was saying that she's like, how could I get cancer? That's what she asked. Like, how could I get cancer? Come to find out she was, she was harboring all of these things on the inside. And so even though she was doing all these healthy things on the outside, it was the inside that was eating her, eating her away. Yes, 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 yes. See, it doesn't, forgiveness doesn't demand that you excuse what people do, what they do. And, and I think that's what we, we're not, I'm not excusing what, what you did to me. 
I'm not excusing what you did to me. I'm simply saying that I forgive you and I'm letting it go because I, you can't control anybody else's behavior. You can't control their response. And it is the stuff on the inside that eats us up. And cancer is their cells in rebellion. That's what cancer is. It is rebellious cells. And you think about it. If you are refusing to forgive, you are walking in rebellion yourself. So you're walking in the very thing that you want rid from your own body, but yet you're walking in it in your psyche and in your soul. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's in you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lupus, cells in rebellion. Hypertension, where your blood pressure just can't, just, just won't regulate, right? Those levels of, 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 of diabetes. I've seen more people healed at forgiveness. I'm not talking about deliverance services where people are casting out devils and all of that. Been to those, seen some things happen to them. <laughs> I'm talking about that. But I've seen more people healed. You see people's countenance change when they let go when they just simply let go. And what I tell people, when I walk people through this whole thing, I, I simply have them write on a piece of paper, just telling the father what, God, I'm thankful that you forgave me for this. I thank you that you forgave me. And, and, and inevitably that list turns over to two and three pages of stuff. When it starts, when your mind, when you're really engaged in it and things start flooding your mind, you there are things that we're forgiven of that we don't even realize, right? But when we are conscious of mm -hmm. it, it can go on and on and on and on and on. And so right then and there, we realize we have no right to, uh, to, be, to hold unforgiveness towards somebody else we were forgiven of so much, right? And so then I have them, um, for people that they don't forgive, that I, an IOU, Lord, I forgive this person of this, and uh, and have them write out, I owe you nothing. I'll have them, so say Bobby offended me. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby owes me nothing. Carol owes me nothing. Michael owes me nothing paid in full, stamped, paid in full, and you manage it one thought as a time, at a time, one act of forgiveness at a time, and not let it overwhelm you with all the things that happened as a result of the offense. One thought at a time, like an elephant. You approach it like an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Dr. Chen, I want to see... You, I thought about some as you were talking. How how about this person? Because I, I see this a lot. Now, me personally, I've learned that when I don't want to do something, I'm just not going to do it. And I had to be taught that. And I got taught that from the first situation I told you about when I used to just go out of my way to do all these things for everybody. And when it was my turn to ask for help, nobody would help me. And so my friend said, you got to forgive so you can get your blessing. And when she said that, everything opened up and changed. So that worked for me. What about the person who does things for the wrong reason, right? Mm -hmm. They do things for the wrong reason. They want to do something for you, Dr. Chan, but it's a totally wrong reason. And then when it's time for them to come back to you and, and you don't respond to them the way they think you should respond because they did it for you. Now they holding all this art against you when they mm -hmm. did it for the wrong reason anyway. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, make sure that you're doing whatever you're doing for the right reason. 
Yes. Because what if you're your doing goals? it for the wrong reason, it's going to backfire on you. And so you're walking around holding all this anger and unforgiveness because they didn't do something for you because you did something for them that they didn't ask you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you did, and you did it for the wrong reason because you wanted a different outcome. And so that, but to me, that's your fault. So why, why be mad? So I, I started, God was just downloading stuff to me uh, about a week or so ago about that very thing. Um, about someone said to me, a person died that we that we knew, and I didn't go to the funeral. And someone said to me, you were expected to be there. And I said, who expected me to be there? Well, you were just expected to be there. And I said, well, nobody had a right to expect me to be there. And I said, do you know where I was? I said, when the funeral was coming? No, I don't. I said, you don't know. You don't know what I was dealing with. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know if I was in the hospital. And I said, so we often project and expect so much of people with no regard to them at all. And it is perfectly fair and good and right and just to ask someone what right do you really feel you have to expect that of me? And you can say it in such a way like this, I need you to help me out. Help me understand why you expected that of me. Help me to understand that. And help me to understand, did you do this and this for me? And that's why you expect me to do it? Because if that's the case, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. See, because the, the only way you really get your blessing is being where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing, not what someone expects you to be doing and where they expect you to be. Victories happen when you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. That's where you get your victory. You don't get your victory being someplace that you're not supposed to be, you might, that you're not supposed to be doing, you helping somebody else maybe get their victory, but there you are and your stuff still is left undone. Yep. Right. You, you left your kids, your kids still lonely, your kids still resenting you because you helping somebody else because you're over at the church because you're over there volunteering because you're over there in the community. Victories happen when you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And honestly, this, we're in the middle of this class now is talking about purpose. And oftentimes when we walk in our purpose, people will be upset with you because there are a lot of times you're going to have to say no. They will hold grudges against you because you're going to have to say no to a lot of things. Yep. No to things that they want you to do and where they want you to be. Yeah. You, yeah. That is true. That is true. I, I've been through, I've lived through that. You know, I've lived through losing friends. Um, when I took this journey to become an entrepreneur and I, you know, I, I used to like the club, you know, Dr. Chen, I've told you I was a club, I was a club junkie. Like I partied four days out the week, I party. But when I started and when I had my daughter, <laughs> when I had my daughter, all of that stopped, you know, I, I, and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had a baby and I couldn't do all those things. And I lost friends and, you know, I didn't, I didn't do the things I used to do. And, but that was a part of the journey. And I was okay with that. To this day, I'm still okay. But like my friends who've been my friends for a very long time, they're still my friends. But I lost some friends along. At least I thought they were friends. I lost some along yes. the way. So you're right about that. People, you got to be ready for all that stuff, you know. And here's the thing. If people are mad at you, that's, that's their problem. It is. And I pray for those people. I, I, I pray for them to, that they get a release and that they understand that they have an experience of their own so that they know what this feels like. 
And sometimes when yeah. people walk away from you because you're walking and you're calling and in your purpose and you, you've gone someplace and going on about your business and your life, sometimes we get mad at them for leaving us. Like we get mad when they don't answer the phone anymore. Oh, so now, you know, but so we have to learn how to forgive other people as well as them wanting, you know, them forgiving us. It's a two-way street. As I said, it's easy. It's great when you receive it, but it's a whole other thing when you got to give it. But you've got to ask yourself, why would I forgive? Why should I forgive? It is so the benefit of forgiveness is freedom. Everybody wants to be at liberty. Everyone wants to be able to walk freely. No one wants to walk on eggshells. Everyone wants to be emotionally healthy, psychologically healthy. I say that. But then, then there's something else just came to me. I met some people who just who just want to be mad. You know, some people just some you know like those people who like to fight. You know, yes. yep. <laughs> you know, you got some people who like yep. to fight. Yep, you got some yep. people who just want you know, to be same mad. thing to that person. Like, oh Lord, don't say nothing to them because you know how they are. At least little yes. things, set them all. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And and sometimes you have to. Um, commit the act and actually say something even though you're not there yet, right? So it's like almost like prophesying to yourself. So the house I told you, the first house we had that we paid off, what I did, Audrey, was I I did a, a, I blew up a big picture of the house and I put it on the refrigerator. I put a frame in it and I stamped it paid in full before it was even done. So people would come by the nice. house and they, you know, they come in, they would say, Oh, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. I said, well, it's not done yet. I said, but that's what I see. And so that's what forgiveness does. That, that's so I would, I would say, okay, God, I forgive someone, so and so and so I will call so and so and say, you know what, even though I hadn't gotten there yet in my mind, hear what I'm saying, even though I hadn't gotten yet there in my mind and I'm still mad as a hornet, I sometimes would call people and I said, you know, that thing that happened the other day, that thing that we went through, I want you to know that I forgive you, that, that, I, that I am at peace. Okay, with everything that happened. Now, I may not want to talk to you for a little bit, but I won't, so I can get over my emotions. I said, but I, I forgive you. And then I say, okay, God, now you got to take me the rest of the way. I prophesied this. I've said this, and I need you to help me. Dr. Tim, when you say that to somebody, what do they say back? Because that's, I've never said, in, I don't think I've ever said, I forgive you. I've forgiven you. I just did it. So what do you what did that person say when you say I forgive you? I'm, I need some time, but I forgive you. Some people said just what you said. They they say the same thing. Well, I I I I accept that I receive it, but I need some time too. Or I've had somebody say, "You forgive me. You forgive me." Like you know, it was you who did what right. they did and such and such a thing. And I end the conversation. See, I, I don't. You don't have to have long drawn out conversations because what happens is the people want to defend themselves, and sometimes you need to give people a space to explain it. Sometimes you need to call a per. You understand, and just and extend the olive branch, and that's what I would do at times. And sometimes people will say, you know what? Um, I've had people say, thank you for forgiving me, and this is why I did what I did. But I'm so sorry. I've had people just break down. I'm so sorry. You're right. And I'm so sorry. So forgive me. Right. So I mean, I've had it all kind of ways. The point is, sometimes I had to take the first step because I want to be free. I'm tired of thinking about you every time I sit down and, and start looking out at the trees and I want to enjoy the birds and hear that thought comes. You can't stop the thought from coming. You cannot stop the thought from coming. 
I'm gonna say it again. You can't stop it from coming, but once it comes, you can put it out. You can evict it. People will come to your house, right? You can't stop them from coming over, but you sure can put them out. You sure can lock them. Nope, I see you coming. You can see them coming. You can see the thought <laughs> coming, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And yep. so you know, you know, I've got to put this thought out. I need my peace. What's important? Yep. That's why you should forgive. If you want peace, if you want liberty, if you want to unblock your blessings, if you want things to flow in your life and in the life of your family, if you want your body healthy, if listen, if we want it not just the biology, the biological part, but the physiological part, right? Where the physical and the bi the biology, the biological part is working together. The psychology is all working together. It all works together. Why should and, and you I, look at the end goal? Yep. I, it, yeah. I, there's a doctor. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name was Doctor. Um, his name is Doctor Joe Dispenza, and he talks about quantum theory and epigenetics and all of that stuff. He talks about all of that. And he talks about how you think and how how what you think does these does all this stuff to your physiology. And I think a lot of times, well, I'm sure. People don't know what that is, epigenetics. They're like, what is that? If they even heard of him, a lot of people have not. I, you know, I like I, I like all this stuff, so I'm, I'm I follow him. I got the books and all that. But what we think about, we bring about, and that sounds like a cliche, but it's the truth. You know, what yes. you focus on grows. If you focus yes. on forgiveness, then you'll forget. If you focus on yes. unforgiveness, then you won't. So I yes. think, I mean, I think this was a powerful, a powerful segment. Today. And I feel like people are going to get blessed because they're going to know that, look, I I want my peace and I'm over here like dwelling on things that I can't change in the past. I'm still mad. I, I watched yeah. this movie. Doc. You see the movie from scratch? No. Have you heard about the movie? It's a movie on Netflix called from scratch. Everybody's been talking about it. Zoe Saldana is the um, she's I think she executive produced that one. Okay. But in in one of the episodes, and I'm not I'm not going to tell you, you got to watch. Like it's really really a good movie. But in one of the episodes, her sister, her sister was um their mother was just really she was, their mother was like crazy, and she was getting ready to get married, and she wanted she wanted Zoe to be there with her to to kind of keep the mother in check, right? But Zoe was with her husband going through some stuff, and she couldn't stay at at that at that moment so the sister got mad and wouldn't talk to her and she was like what did i do to you she would not talk to her she wouldn't tell her why she wouldn't talk to her and the mother did what she always do just messed up the whole dinner and everything and zoe was you know she was going through some stuff and then she she the sister just wouldn't talk but she wouldn't tell her why she would answer the telephone she just wouldn't tell her. and she was like what did i do so she finally said i need you to do this for me one time because i've always been there for you I made sure that you have lunch when I didn't have lunch. Now, she never asked her to do these things for her. She just did them on her own. And so she got really mad because she did, she volunteered to do all these things for her sister. And when it was time for, when she expected the sister to do something for her, she expected her to drop what was going on in her life to do that thing. And as you were talking about that, that, that scene popped up in my head because she was being very unfair. And, 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 and in reality, Zoe was going through something really bad. And she just couldn't be there, but she didn't know. And she wouldn't talk to her when she finally got a chance to talk to her and saw what, and she really like stopped talking to her doctor. You guys, yes. it's a good, 
But exactly what you're talking about was that scene in the movie. And I think a lot of times we don't even know what's going on in people's lives. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a saint. I'm not, I don't even pretend to be one. I'm, I'm but I don't, I felt like when, when my friend told me, Audrey, when you hold on to grudges and all, you block your blessings. I live by that. Yes. Like I live by it. I forgive my, and my daughter said to me, you forgive people too easily. Like, yeah, because I need peace in my life, girl. Yes. Like, I ain't trying to hold and it's not now who was it the doctor who was it um uh that you the doctor that you were just referring to dr joe Dispenza. joe Dispenza. so there's another one um um and i think they probably um practice and i, I think this is a, a a physicist but a biophysicist but it is said that when you hold unforgiveness, even happiness, like even other emotions and feelings affect you at the molecular level, the cellular uh, cellular level of your body, of your physical being. And see, we'll accept things um, when it's convenient and when we buy into it, but not oftentimes when we have to practice it. So you've got people who will talk to the plants because they believe if you talk to your plants that your plants will grow, but but they don't believe that forgiveness and, and unforgiveness affect us at the cellular level. Everything that is living is affected at a cellular level based on how it is how it is treated, um, you know, and a living thing, a living person, how they feel on the inside, how you how you actually manage. You got to be a manager of your thoughts. You got to be able to manage your thoughts and help. It helps you to control your emotions because your thoughts are the thermometer, right? And your emotions are the thermostat. So if you want to feel better, you got to think better. If you want to think better, you got to say better. If you want to say better and think better, you 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 it helps you to do better, it helps you to be better, helps you to have better. It 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 all it's systematic. It affects everything. It's a ripple I think, effect. I feel like that's your other book. That's your new book, the, the thermostat and the thermometer. I feel like that's your next book, Doctor Chen. I feel like that's the one because I feel like that'll be a good one. I, I like I like that. You gotta manage I it. Like you gotta manage it. Yeah. Gotta be a manager. Yeah. Pull them thoughts well, down. We are we are at time. Uh any last parting words before you go? You got anything you want to share with everybody before we before we say goodbye Thank until you. two weeks? I do, I do. If you are holding forgiveness even against yourself, say you've had an abortion or say you had a divorce or you're having problems with your children. Forgive yourself and forgive others. Make a list and thank God for forgiving you of certain things. Forgive yourself of certain things and make a list. God, I forgive this person of this. And then watch what flows into your well-being and into your life. Those are my parting words today. Parting words. Listen, guys, thank you for joining me and Dr. Chen. I'm the sidekick over here, but I'm always happy to help her bring you this word because you need it i know you do and if you don't need it somebody you know need it so be sure to share this episode you can go to her website lindachinministries.com it's right there on the screen to be able to follow her and everything she does she does a lot of amazing things she helped us you know she helped us live a better life so thank you dr chan for just bringing us the wisdom we need to live a help a helpful and peace healthy and peaceful life and so thank my you pleasure. for doing that my pleasure thank you my all sister. right so listen we'll be back in two weeks
You're very welcome, ma'am. You're very welcome. We'll be back in two weeks. It's Monday. Listen, today is Thursday. I had some issues, so thank you for taking the time to come on Thursday. But we'll be back two weeks from Monday just passed. So be sure to tune in. You can also go listen to her podcast on her website as well if you miss any of the episodes. And, and you know, there is a way for you to get her on demand all the time. So go check it out. All right? Thank you, Dr. Chen. Yes. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And happy Veterans Day to all the vets out there, um, both here yes. and gone. We appreciate your service. Yes. Peace. All right. Bye, Dr. Chen. Peace.